book. Artist's conception of Jason is described by a would-be victim, right? And then, the murders. But he's dead. Jason's body has disappeared from the morgue. He's alive. Jesus Christmas! Holy Jesus, God damn! Holy Jesus, jumping Christmas shit! Welcome to The Last Leader on the Left. My name is Chris. My name is Joey. <laughs> How's it going, Joey? It's going good. Are you ready for the final chapter of The Last Leader on the Left, Friday the 13th Marathon? This is not the final chapter, Chris. It is not the final chapter. We still we... have nine more episodes to right. go. This is as how, much of how... a final chapter as Friday the 13th, the final chapter, is in the series. Ah, okay. Yeah. Thank you for not saying part four. Right. It's yes. only part four of this actual podcasting right. series, not part four because it's not officially on the title. Correct. It is the fourth installment, but don't call it part four because that's not what it is. Yes. We caught up in real time, too. I found out, like, through the timeline that we Yeah. Made. So this one was released in 1984. So all of the, these first four movies were 80, 81, 82, 83, 84. Yeah. Uh, one a year. And the quality picked back up on this fourth one. But like you said, the first one, we did see confirmation in this movie that Pamela Voorhees was killed in 1979. So that was the first movie. And then... Part two was supposed to take place five years after part one, which was stated in the, I think it was the campfire scene when yes. when the counselor guy is relaying the story of Jason and his mother. So that would be 1984 and parts two, three, and the final chapter are, <laughs> yeah, I caught it. Yeah. Uh, they all take place within a few days of each other, really. Yeah. Because this one, the final chapter, it starts at the barn where Jason is still laying on the ground with the axe chop in his head. So that's where this movie starts. So it takes place immediately after part three. Yeah, I, I never realized, this is the first time I noticed when they get to the hospital and yeah. they're wheeling Jason in, they must have used like a stand-in for the surviving girl. What, yeah. was, what was her name in part three? Chris. It was Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like that's the first time I've noticed it in all the times I've seen yeah. the final chapter that that's probably a Chris stand-in crying right. in the arms of her parents. Yeah. So, yeah, we get to meet the shitty parents after all. <laughs> sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But it's interesting. Like, we were talking about when we were watching it, Part this section of the movie in the hospital, to me, felt an awful lot like Halloween Part 2. Oh, it had a massive feel to and, that. And the, the main thing I took away from it before you said that yeah. was everybody has a copy of this aerobicized video in right. uh, all <laughs> movies in the early 80s. Because I remember that strictly being in 48 Hours and later on even in Dirty Work. I remember uh, Jack Warden is watching that on his television. <laughs> this is a very famous video. Yeah, I feel like someone in Halloween Part 2 was watching that video as well. But I could be wrong. Yeah. But I, I, I would be willing to bet a small portion of money that that was the case. Yes. And also I popped for Fackler from Police Academy being <laughs> the horny morgue guy. Right. You know, like... Yeah. He's such a nerd in those other movies. Like, it was just funny to see him being such a, you know... A, you know, there's there's probably a lot of uh, Stolen Valor playboy guys in, in this oh, installment, yeah. especially. And sure. he's just the first of many we're going to yeah. come along with. Now, I'm going to preface all my commentary about this by me stating... If you're going to watch a sequel to any horror franchise... Mm. I said there, there's really only a handful 
this one and Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. Yeah, and and loosely Part Four. I think Nightmare Three and Four are good. That's also yeah. because Two is so bad. Right, However, <laughs> it makes them look better in comparison. Yeah, but by comparison to Part Three, Part yeah. Four is amazing. Right, and it gives you that that generic sequel thing that people want: more deaths mm. and more nudity. This thing, well, more nudity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because the body count isn't as high. It's well, actually. I mean, we can jump ahead to that. So the the body counts are actually depending on how you look at it. So if you count Jason in part three, which I I guess you kind of can't because he doesn't really die. It looks like he did, but sure. I guess he didn't because yeah, he doesn't. He... Um, but if you count him, if you don't count him, it's 12. Okay. Okay. 12 deaths confirmed. In this movie, in the final chapter, if you do not count Jason in this one, it's also 12. But I think Jason ought to count for this count, one. Okay. I yeah. do count it. Yeah, yeah. So they had to go a real long way to bring him yeah. back from the dead. And you were talking about zombie Jason. So it's only one more, but it's the same number of victims. Okay. so That's fine. But the body count, I would say that the deaths in this one are a lot more elaborate. Oh, yeah. They're very, they're very big in this one, I would say. Yeah, and as by the numbers as you think this movie is, and to an extent it is, but at least they really thought about how to make each kill look good and seem important yeah there were there were a lot of different innovations to the average slasher this one broke ground yeah this one like we were talking about before how parts one two and three to me it felt like it was a decline downwards it was very much a downward slope from the first one gradually and then kind of a drop off at three and this one comes back up it doesn't quite reach the level of one in my opinion no 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 not at all it's the same alien aliens but is right but as far as a straight ahead slasher i think this is actually really good yeah because for one thing like you said the kills are more maybe not more elaborate but they're more you see more of it i guess there's there's more blood to it they're more violent i think to a certain for the most part because you see more of them i like the idea of getting to know everybody a lot more beforehand and that did not happen in two and three not a whole lot it was 50 50 especially in two yeah there were some people i'm like i'm just now seeing you for the first time yeah they're about to die and that was my next point is the the characters you were talking about the Axel guy, how he was kind of a jerk, and mm-hmm. he kind of felt a lot like all of the guys in Part Three, who I talked about in our last episode, how much I had a problem with every single male in that movie because <laughs> they were all idiots and horrible people. Yeah, but in this one, I didn't hate any of the guys. There were some of them that were kind of well, stupid. Teddy's a dick. Teddy's a dick. Yeah, but I didn't hate him the way I did the other guys yeah. in in Part Three. He's a sad clown. Like he's yeah. he's got. You know, he's one of those guys that brags about sleeping with more women than right. he actually does. So he's kind of a tragic figure in a yeah. way. But in the end, he just sits back watching movies and, yeah. and laughing to himself. Yeah. And so he's not hes not the kind of guy like Shelly who you want to... you They kind of seem like they want you to feel some sympathy for. But then he just completely spits in your face yeah. like when his interactions with the girls. And none of the guys in this really completely did that. Yeah. And like you said, we do get to know these characters a lot more just because of their actions and interactions. And there are more subtleties to the characters, like back into one where we were talking about the, the like love triangles and quadrilaterals and everything yeah. going on. You can see stuff. They the almost twins. they almost went for the love triangle in this, yeah. and then they just abandoned it real quickly. Well, yeah, and that's a thing that 
kind of do they set up a lot of stuff in this movie Mm -hmm. there was a thing with the twins and it looked like they were trying they were working something between paul and sam and trying to work some angle yeah but it's like they've done it before yeah Yeah, it looked like they were out to for some sort of goal but it just kind of went away yeah but they also set up the guy rob who had a sister that was killed in one of the previous movies who comes to town and he of course he plays a role but that's never really paid off to a certain extent. He almost just feels like another victim. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things. And I, I'm, we're going to revisit that, I think, once we get to the 2009 or whatever, 2008 or nine yeah. remake. Because I think they actually took that character and put that in the reboot oh, and yeah. made it better. Totally. So they, they follow through with that later on. Yeah. So that that's a, that's a thing. We'll talk about Rob again later on in this yeah. installment because I am... I want to talk about him some more, especially yeah. his demise. So I think that the the twins, just to finish out with the twins sure. also for me, I think they're just two girls who are twins and they live in this BF town right. and there's not a lot going on. And they've, they've seen this scene many times. Yeah. Like people come to town and they have their, their gimmick yeah. that they do. And then they get in, they get out. Right. And I think they've done it probably a lot of times. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It only worked for half of them in this instance. And I think that's probably the thing. You kind of have to fill in the gaps in your own head with with that whole (laughs) thing. Part of the story. Because they were obviously conniving for something. And then one of them happened to get what she wanted from someone and the other one was like okay it, it was kind of like a competition it looked like yeah she yeah. won the other one got immediately kind of shut down and was like i'm done with this let's go now. yeah i'm not having any more yeah. fun and while all this is going on okay so you have the two houses you have the jarvis house which we're establishing the jarvis family right here right and then you have the party house next door right these two house cabins right so in the party house you know, all this stuff is going on, but we've already met the Jarvises early on. Yeah. I feel like that that's one thing I had a problem with in this yeah. script. If I could nitpick a little bit okay. for me as a watcher and as someone who is dissecting this right now on a podcast, sure. all this death house stuff is going on and they never really flash over back to the Jarvis cabin until yeah. Everything has gone down in that party house because yeah. when they by the time they get back to the house, you have no idea where anybody is. Yeah. You have no idea what they're doing, and it's just like okay, back to a dark house. Mom's here. Where is everybody? We have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Have they really been at the store for eight freaking hours? <laughs> I know that town probably really blows to live in. Well, but... they did set that up a little bit. Rob was, or was it Rob? Someone, yeah, I think it was someone. He was saying that I didn't know anyone lived this deep out in the woods. Yeah. So they obviously are a long way away from town. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, I'm just, I'm looking for bits to. I don't think your nitpicks are that nitpicky. I mean, I'm looking, I'm stretching for bits to try to sure. make sense of it. But why not one shot in a grocery store, just like in part three where they go to the convenience store, yeah. one shot in there where he's getting, getting that cable that he's supposed to be getting so he sure. can play video games in his room. Oh, yeah. And then she'd be like, hurry up, Tommy. We, we got three hours to drive home, you know, <laughs> like something just, just like 30 seconds is all I needed to get that around. They could have just head. said that if they had just said that at a time, because I think, if they went to the store like that without any... Because when they went to the store in part three, it was to set up the bikers. Sure. There was a reason for it. If I they, know. If they left the camp, I think the isolation of 
being out in the woods is good. And if they had left and gone to town, I think that would have hurt it. All right, you sold me on it, Chris, because yeah. that's what <laughs> but makes they could have done what... a, a throwaway line. Like yeah. it took so long this time, or there was so much traffic, or something. Yeah. You know, it looked like they came back with nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. like uh, Tommy had ice cream, right? Yeah. That was it. Yeah, but this is the first movie of the Friday series with Tommy Jarvis, one of the probably the only like not the only character that appeared in multiple movies but the only one that really carried his story through like he connects the series really yeah he's, he's they, the glue that connects the front end to the back end yeah they they took him as far as they could too yeah. so so we'll be seeing him for the next two yeah. installments and so what do you what do you think i mean you know it's cory feldman is such an entity onto himself at this point <laughs> When you watch this movie, can you separate Corey Feldman from Tommy Jarvis? Well, I mean, I can separate Corey Feldman today from Tommy Jarvis, of course, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean Corey Feldman's look... separated from reality yeah, at right. this point, but you know. I mean, you look at the movie, and yeah, it is Corey Feldman, and I'm watching a young Corey Feldman, which is the same as in any movie that he's in that I watch. Yeah, I because... wish that I wish this would have been Haim, honestly. Yeah. I think it, I think it would have been a more innocent kind of performance. When I see Corey Feldman in all these movies, especially the early ones like Gremlins and the final chapter, yeah. I see a child actor. Yeah. As it goes on, like Goonies, it works better. He right. works better that way. I think Corey. I've seen Corey Haim stuff as a child actor. I would have loved to have seen what he could have done yeah. with Tommy Jarvis. But that's you know that's yeah. all missed opportunity yeah. stuff, and I can't I can't help that right. at this point. Yeah. But. Yeah, they do a lot of establishment in Tommy's character early on. He's a smart kid, definitely kind of maybe a child prodigy. He knows how to work on cars. He knows how to get shit done. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, he is an extraordinary child because, yes, yeah. he knows how to fix cars. He, well, I guess he has a lot of time alone because Trish was his sister, Trish. And he's the man of the house. Yeah, he's the man of the house and they're, they're always home, she said. So he's always alone by himself in his room. Mm -hmm. So he has all this time, but... It was a little bit of a stretch to me the masks that he can make like yeah. at his age with the animatronics and he had the 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 puppet hand thing with the yeah. eyes that moved and the the facial features that moved separately. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's straight out of Savini's shop. Like that's <laughs> yeah. obvious. They, they, he just got a box yeah. and brought it up. Like, that day. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, totally. So I mean, yeah, I with, don't know if there are kids out there that can do that at that age. Like, awesome. But where did he get those materials and you know, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff? But it's not a deal breaker for me. No, it's, no, no. I do think that they did, like we were talking about, they did a good job of setting up the characters, but there was an awful lot of it at the beginning. It was really front-loaded with all of this setup, and there were a yeah. ton of characters. Yeah. So it, it, like you were saying, it doesn't, it didn't allow for one single character to kind of take the emotional weight of the movie. Like, they did it, in the first one, I think they did it a pretty good job of it, to where Alice, she kind of emerged as that yeah, you lead would, character even before everything started to fall apart. Yeah, and that's what's cool about the Alice characters. You watch that movie, and like a lot of good horror movies, yeah. you don't see her as maybe she, you know maybe she's going to make it. Yeah, you you're not really looking at her in that light. Yeah. I wonder if some people even never saw Jamie Lee that way in the first Halloween. Well, I'm sure. I mean, she was the main focus. Like, yeah, but like. You know, is she really going to make it? But there were so many people. There, 
Friday the 13th Part 1 is so much of an ensemble early yeah. on that you can't really pick them. There's yeah. not a standout yet. But I think she, like I was saying, she does kind of emerge as that standout sure. as it kind of goes along. As it goes on, yeah. Um, the so. other ones, Parts 2 and 3, were really obvious with who they wanted you to focus on as the main character. Yeah. But they didn't build the character well. No. I think in this one, they, they found a balance that I think worked for it. Yeah. Because for me, I like having that main character. It's not a spoiler for me if you have this one character, say if it was Trish, that you put all the emotional weight on her. She's the person that's that we need to know about in order to feel the terror of this night. Um, but they didn't do that. It was more. It was all spread out evenly. So it was more like you were saying. You don't know who's necessarily going to make it. Sam at one point felt like she might be the one that was going to live to the end. Yeah. Uh, Sarah at one point felt like she, well, until she started having too much hope. And like, <laughs> that's a dead giveaway that she's not going to make it. Yeah. But And you're going to die in one of the yeah. worst ways, too. Yeah. So for me, like, the difference between those two types of setups, where you have one character or you have it spread out over all of them, is for me, on repeated viewings, it really stands out. Because on a repeated viewing, if I'm watching a movie 20 times, I want that one character really fully developed. But if I'm watching it the first time, I'm cool with having it all spread out. So Because it's a surprise to me the first time, but it's yeah. not a surprise after that. Yeah. Getting back to the Jarvises for me, I have a super hard time believing that they are brother and sister. There is no way they're related. Tommy is really, really smart. She is dumb <laughs> as shit. She really... Well, like. She is that stereotypical girl in the slasher movies. Yeah. Panics. She always runs the wrong way. She always she runs makes, upstairs. She makes terrible freaking decisions. Yeah. And, like, it, to the point where I almost have no sympathy for her. And that's a problem. Anytime yeah. you're that freaking dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> the dumbest thing any woman has ever done in a horror movie ever is what she did when she ran from her house back to the death house. Well... While Jason is chasing her, just run straight, man. You know the roads. I don't Maybe think... he doesn't as much. <laughs> then you run up upstairs to the second yeah. floor, and you've panned yourself in the corner. Yeah. Now you have to throw yourself through the freaking window. <laughs> really? There's a lot of window breaking in this movie. Oh, window man. Glass no glass is yeah. safe in this one. Yeah. yeah, at all. Or bananas. Yeah. But, that's a whole... <laughs> but the I don't. that wasn't her dumbest move. Was it not? Oh, no. it was going back into the basement. Yeah, because she goes into the basement. Similar setup to the previous three movies. The last two are a boy and a girl mm -hmm. who have some sort of maybe thing going on because she's obviously attracted to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, he's not so much because he's on a mission or whatever. Yeah. And he's getting murdered. She sees him getting murdered in the basement. They're both in the basement together. Yes, he's killing me. Yes, he's killing me. He's, he's literally telling her, he's killing me, he's killing me, and, as he's killing him, as Jason is killing him. And, to, and he, he, mm -hmm. it's not like he's getting any kind of jugular cut. He's getting hacked to death right. with it's one like of those, those gardening... Like, yeah, uh, trowel or whatever. It's yeah, not a trowel. It's like a fork. Little, it's a gardening the, fork. Yeah, the, yeah. the three-prong thing. Yeah, so he's got time to still talk. Right. Run, run, run. Right, get out of here. Run, run, run. He's killing me. He's yeah. killing me. Run. And Trish, so she, she leaves. Talking to you, Trish. Run. <laughs> she goes up, she leaves, and then she doesn't hear him anymore. So she immediately turns back around and goes into the basement. 
And then and, he's gone. Of course he's yeah, gone. Yeah, and surprise, after when they were trying to escape the basement, there was a step that broke that, that Rob almost fell through that Jason was under. She forgot so, about that, too. Surprise that Jason is still there because it only happened 30 seconds ago, mm-hmm. so he grabs her by the leg. Yeah. That was the dumbest thing she did. And it almost takes away from, I think, one of the more interesting death scenes in the entire series. Maybe I'm overrating this scene, mm-hmm. but I really dug... Rob's death scene, except for the weird dialogue and Trisha's idiocy, yeah. that could have been a really great moment in the series because it's not an over-the-top, you know, makeup and effects gore yeah. death. It's he's got him in a corner, and it's a you know it's a barely lit basement. Yeah, it's a pretty wide shot too, and you can't really see what's happening. And you just see Jason's arm slamming, but you don't see anything. You just see movement and, more than anything. And it's really interesting. And that is the the most probably the most realistic kill I can recall in the entire series. Yeah, because it's not over the top. It's very realistic. Yeah, and it's it almost makes him like a real killer, like a real life right. killer that could exist. Yeah, and I dug that about it, but it. All that other stuff just kind of throws in the toilet a little <laughs> yeah. bit, but it, it, you know, overall, you know, I'm, I'm picking this movie apart a little bit more than you'd think that I'm not right. a fan of it, but yeah. I'm actually a big fan yeah, of this movie. I like this movie quite a bit. <laughs> I have to dial it back a little bit. <laughs> I think we're still in the mode from three. We're like <laughs> oh, damaged, we're in totally mode. damaged. Yeah. But the speaking of the shots, there were I liked the way this movie was shot mm-hmm. a lot, especially towards the end. The stuff with Jason, I think, once it cut away, there weren't. POV shots that I can remember in this movie. No. Maybe there were a few, but I don't really remember any. None come to mind. Yeah, but the fact that you don't remember yeah, it is kind of exactly yeah. that's the thing. And they were used so heavily in the previous ones, and so like we were saying, three is that transition into this next phase. Yeah. But they still hid Jason's face and head, his, his complete upper body, yeah. for most of the movie until towards the end. Yeah, I oh. like I like that effect about yeah. it too. It, it turns it in. It, it's a different movie for a while. Like, yeah. Really, that first half is different when he's. It's a yeah. lot of stalking and all the big kills are on the the back end. Yeah. But the front end, there's more stalking and you don't see the face. And I yeah. dig that. You know, it's like they're already using the hockey mask. It's already almost iconic right. at this point. Yeah. But they're still dialing back on it. Yeah. But I like that. Less is more. Yeah, and the thing. But I really liked a lot of the shots when you saw Jason's full body. Yeah. Because they did do a lot of wide shots. And there's one shot where, in the big chase at the end, where he's chasing Trish from house to house. And and see, I don't mind her going back to the death house. Because there's nothing else around. And she knows that he's not in that house right now. Because he's back there, closer to Tommy. No. So she goes that way. And there's... There's a way, there's a chance of escape that way. She's read the articles at this point in the guy's tent. She knows he drowned in a lake. Go to the damn lake. She maybe didn't read the articles because everything happened within a span of like three, four, five days, something like that. Go to the lake. You are a 20-something-year-old girl who lives by a lake. You know how to swim through a goddamn lake. She knows that Jason has a thing with the lake, though. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point I was getting to (laughs) was the shots in that whole sequence. There's a shot... Where Jason busts through the Jarvis's front door, yeah. and he's just—it's—it's it's really scary to me because yeah. he's—it's just this wide shot, kind of low angle, and he just busts through the door, and the door flies off the hinges, and he just—he like he does this thing where he kind of moves forward a, li- a bit when he stops, yeah. and it looks really—I wouldn't say human, but it looks real, yeah, it's a great more effect. so than anything else, more so than the Frankenstein arms towards the camera <laughs> yeah. in in three. 
Which is so lame by comparison. Yeah. But after he just threw Rob's body through the window, yeah. this all happens within 30 seconds. Yeah, he it's throws, a great moment. He throws Rob's body through the window. He jumps through, or not jumps through, but he reaches through another window to get Tommy a la part two. Yeah. And then he busts through the door like that and he throws the hammer and just all this stuff that's happening so quick. But a lot of it's done from such a wide angle that you can see all of it happening. I don't care what kind of metaphysical superpowers you have. All the work Jason put in in about 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. I think the reason why he got killed is because he just ran out of fucking gas. <laughs> he just got tired. I mean, yeah. he got he blew up, man. Yeah, because you can see, like, I write notes when I watch movies like this. And you can see, like, stars mean deaths. And so there's nothing, <laughs> nothing. There's one, there's one. And then bam, 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 bam. Yeah. It's like all together. <laughs> So yeah, he was he was booking it around the up and down stairs and around and outside. Yeah, maybe not as fast as his mom running back to her Jeep to <laughs> drive back to the yeah. camp. But. Well, that's why she only had one in her. Right. <laughs> He's been doing this for a few oh, days now. Like, yeah. Literally a few days. Yeah, exactly. It's three three days span yeah. from like his it's basically two days passage of time in this one. Yeah. For sure. And then he's just done the thing the day before. Right. All the rest of the stuff starts. That's why it took him a minute to get warmed <laughs> right? up. He's had to catch his breath a little bit. Yeah, people don't realize <laughs> this. Like, yeah, he got a free ride to the hospital, but guess what? He's got to walk back from the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah. And that was, so... And he only got to eat a quarter of a banana, apparently. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just not enough to go on. That's one thing I wanted to kind of talk about. Because in, in a lot of our bashing, I guess it was bashing of part three... I was talking about the characters that don't matter that were there just for for deaths. Mm-hmm. Like the bikers. Like, yeah, like the bikers, but even more so like the garbage people at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But... There, were no, there was no reason for them. And it still kind of bugs me that there was no reason for them. And they're still talking about them in part four. Because yeah. there's literally an article in there yeah. that says uh, cafe people yeah. killed or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you can see it in one of the headlines. Yeah. But... How dare they? <laughs> so... In this movie, there are people that don't matter to the plot. They get killed in the beginning of the movie. It's the nurse, uh, Axel, the morgue guy, and the banana girl. But mm-hmm. to me, I, but the thing is, I like how they did it this time. Mm-hmm. And I think, for me, it makes sense because he was traveling. He had to travel back from the morgue to where he was, uh, to the lake. Not necessarily the camp, but to the lake. And so that was... For one, for the movie, it was a way to get deaths in it early because it was so front-loaded with just characters introducing only. characters and yeah. all these things. They needed something to keep the tension up because it's a slasher movie. Yeah. But also, it helps. It actually does help Jason's character because it's he's going along this path and, oh, there's a person. I'm going to murder this person very, very violently. Yeah. So I think it actually does help build the Jason character. Not that he needs much character building at this point. Yeah. But it actually fits into the movie, and so that's that's in my head. That's my justification for sounding like a hypocrite, but it actually it's done in a different way if you look at it. So yeah. it makes sense. I like the way that you look at it, but I think your first half is what the producers were thinking. The move they need oh, to yeah. put something something for in sure. the front. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> but the the banana girl is a kill that I for some reason because I saw all of these when I was really young. That's one that I always remember is the banana girl. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> for some reason, I was, for years, I thought it, that had happened in part three and it was 3D, but it's not. And it's in this one. Yeah, but I don't know 3D why. 3D banana. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the banana went towards the camera too, but I don't know. That's just me mixing them all up in my head. It's that on the way stuff. All the, yeah. the on the way during the day stuff. Yeah. 
So it could have been any. It could have been any of those installments, yeah. honestly. So, yeah. man, yeah. So Crispin Glover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't even haven't got to him yet. That's one thing. Like I like the actors in this movie a lot, and Crispin Glover. Obviously, it's Crispin Glover. And like, if yeah. you don't like Crispin Glover, then I can't help you. But the actors in this movie, I think, were for the most part really good and played their parts well. The better actors got longer camera time, I think. Yeah. And yeah, he was Chris McGlover was great. You know, I I can't even tell if he's improving or if that's that has to be the script. But right. the way he delivers some of those lines, yeah. some of my favorite lines in any of the series, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> But like he thinks what he's doing is funny. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so literal yeah. and just yeah, man. Just the way he delivers it, just that disgusted way he delivers it, like yeah. matter of factly. Yeah. How this, are these guys? Like these guys yeah. are obviously friends. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Like he has, he has got the worst best friend yeah. I've ever seen in any movie. Yeah. Well, he just talks down on him right. to build himself up. It's like the most yeah. toxic codependent well, relationship I've seen. I think it's pretty obvious that Jimbo, uh, <laughs> Chris McGlover's character, doesn't have a lot of self confidence. Right. And he's kind of he's with a guy that has too much self confidence, yeah. and so that's that yin yang that kind of balances out in some weird like you said yeah bad way but he's believing his hype yeah it's the only reason he hangs out with his assholes because he thinks that some pussy might actually go his way (laughs) right and it turned out the best for him because he's like this guy's so repulsive i actually scored because of him (laughs) oh now i figured it out right now we're really good friends (laughs) because now he knows how to work him right i like that Yeah, it was an interesting dynamic. Like, I don't know how these, the six that were in the car, like, they didn't really even seem like they were all friends. There was, there was <laughs> yeah, no backstory. There was a lot of to, distance. I like, yeah. I like that they're hanging out of the back of the station right. wagon window. Yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it felt like the Shelly thing where they had to take this, these two along for whatever reason. Yeah. So, well, you can sit in the trunk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, because they never really interact. Like, Paul and, Paul and Sam were kind of, two of the most flat characters in the movie i think they were just they were the first two that got killed and the yeah. uh, of those friends yeah. and they just didn't really have a lot to it but i think it was those are actually the real life people that you see at cabin trips are just right. kind of vanilla and lame yeah. anyway so yeah just get rid of them they were just kind of there and used for used for the twins at one point and then when they had served their purpose they shoved off to the lake and they both got got it at the lake I don't have a lot of jokes because this isn't such a bad movie. Like, really, no, like, yeah. we've just been nitpicking some of the making of, but I, you know, once again, right now, one and four are the ones to watch. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, talk, going again back to the characters, like, I like the Jarvis family. I think within the limited amount of time that they had to build those characters, I think they did a good job of making you sympathetic to all three of them. Yeah. Even though we didn't learn that Trish was a dunderhead until the end, like <laughs> early in the movie when they're all like, you can tell that they they have a really nice relationship, and yeah. it's different than we've seen in this series before because it's always been kids, teenage, early college age kids, and we haven't seen this thing before. So I thought it was a good way to you have the party house like you had in part three. But you also have this other thing. You don't know Rob and then the Jarvises are completely new to the series. And we've talked about how much this series is the same thing over and over again. 
sometimes good, sometimes bad, but it's oh. it's the same movie almost the for three times, just with degrading quality, but this time there's finally a new element to it, and I really like that about this movie. Yeah. I mean, talk about how much we hate Tommy's glare at the end. Like, is that just so unnecessary? I mean, unless, obviously, the idea is that... Uh, I was we were watching it with my wife actually yeah. and she was like power transference he's going to be the new killer like yeah. she even realized that that's what they were I guess trying to do with well, it like that was, Tom, that was the intention and yeah. the intention came across so it worked yeah I mean I for, just even for someone like Nola who doesn't watch horror movies uh, Joey's wife Nola yeah who doesn't Nobody. watch horror movies uh, it came across and that that was the point so in that way it worked and it, it served its purpose but they're ending the series Chris but were they ever really going to end the series with the final money? chapter? But that could be, you know, you have. You, oh, it's the Jason final chapter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. And the next one was always going to be some new start. Yes. So it's the final chapter of Jason, but not the final chapter of the series. Yes. Tommy the 13th. Yeah. Because I think part it's. Part one. Yeah. <laughs> but they could have ended it there, too. And so this is Jason's story. Friday the 13th is over. You leave it with, oh, there's still something there. You could still never make another movie, and it's still a good ending. Okay, yeah, I, I, I can see yeah. that, actually, yeah, because every time, like, whoever winds up killing Tommy later on yeah. winds up becoming a killer themselves. Yeah. Is that the idea? I don't think it's a mystical thing. I really, really, really don't. Cause you think he just got so damaged so quickly yeah. that he was never going to go back? Yeah, I think it was, he's, because we said he's a loner, he's always by himself. He's the only male in that house. Yeah. And not that that's necessarily gonna do anything to him but he's very the way he gravitated towards rob it's pretty clear that he was looking for some sort of figure like male figure in his life and he was really quick to attach himself to other people and the possibility we talked about this when we were watching the movie okay follow me here the the mom is mia she does scream but we never see a body yeah and, you know, they came up with that dream sequence shot that got deleted. Yeah. Now, all the thing about Tommy that they're, they've planned the seed for now, now his sister is like, you know, she's traumatized. He's traumatized. They're going to go back, and if the mom's not dead, think about what the family dynamic is going to be now. Yeah. And... I'm not saying it's going to be exactly like Jason, but it could be real freaking similar now. It could be. Way more overprotectiveness, way more just overall weirdness and never getting over things. So that, man. See, once again, you're creating it in your head and it's amplifying everything like you talked about earlier. Yeah, well, you're creating that part of it. I am. The movie does support it, but it doesn't necessarily point to it, but it does support it. But I think it does support... The thing that Tommy is so impressionable that he would take this stranger who you have no idea who he is. I need to show you this stuff. I need to show you everything that I am excited about. Yeah. And so, I was like that actually. As yeah. A kid. Like if, if my sister brought a dude over, or, yeah. you know, my mom brought a dude over. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I kind of did that. Hey, you yeah. want to see my guitar? You know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. I, and it's I pretty, can relate to that. Yeah. It's pretty clear that he, to me, that he seems upset, maybe not obsessive, but super focused and into things because of how good he is at stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when he does take that role of Jason, because he literally shaved his head and he 
not pretended to be it like to me it seems like he actually inhabited that role of jason when he was trying to pull jason away from his sister and i think that was the point where it flipped and then when he just couldn't stop hitting him with the machete at the end that was just that step too far and he there's still a chance for him to turn around and come back but i think that look that glare at the end was just saying that yeah, there's something going on in this kid's head. He went a little bit too far. Yeah. And he does. he's the kind of kid that we've already shown you doesn't know how to stop necessarily. Okay. I, I, I want to tweak my earlier theory that the mom is dead now mm. and the sister's alive, but she's obviously going to be a basket case now. Right. Plus, she's not very bright. So he's getting raised by her now. Yeah. And that could also yeah. help out with yeah. the, the de-evolution right. of his mental illness. Sure. You know, yeah. So. And That's I think, about as deep as I can get. <laughs> yeah. So does that help you accept that it's the final chapter, yet it's still a good way to end the movie? I can handle that. Yeah. But it, there's no defense for five. I mean, we'll get to that well, later. Yeah, but, we'll get to that. But, yeah. and At least it didn't end in a dream sequence. Yeah. And it had an odd number of breasts. We had, <laughs> did uh, it? <laughs> roughly about 13. It's either 13 or 15. I actually did lose count. Right. So if you're paying attention to us, and you really love part four, uh recount the breasts for me because but it's 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 either 13 or 15 because on the on the eight millimeter there is one breast on one woman (laughs) she has like a tarzan kind of thing covering it i don't know if i count those though like i guess but it's like if it's a picture of a picture do you count that as part of the movie where did that footage come from you think it's a you think it's a real old porn movie i don't know Maybe. Okay, well, I'm not, that's why I have to count them. <laughs> Does man. that okay? I like how we got six right off the bat, like, right. like bam, 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 bam. Like that's more than the series <laughs> ever had. Skinny dipping and some male nudity from behind. Yeah, a lot of male butt. Yeah. Well, and, the side end behind. Yeah. Okay, so final body count. What'd you have it at? Including Jason, it's thirteen. Okay. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of connections. So, and that's another thing. This movie is actually well written. I was talking about how poorly written. Uh, part three was and even though this movie the final chapter wasn't necessarily the best written movie there are a lot of callbacks in the movie and there's a lot of connections that make sense yeah Uh, one of the biggest ones that i got at the end after tommy had shaved his head and did the thing in the beginning of the movie i noted that his mom told him go get a haircut that was the one of the first things she said to him so that's a clear callback, and that's a clear bookend to the entire film. Yeah. I never, I've seen this so many times. Yeah. That's the first time. Okay. And even the, the building up of the, <laughs> I like the the credits. I just have to talk about the opening credits in okay. this one because I've talked about the credits before. Like it's so <laughs> silly to me. It doesn't make any sense. The first one was the Friday the Thirteenth comes up and it shatters the glass. I like the glass. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes it more doesn't. sense in this one with all the broken windows and stuff. I, I just the glass was a means to get that extra jump in the theater because yeah, you already were going you're already doing the Bernard Herman type score. Hey, 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 yeah, but psycho. that's the thing that I was talking about with the jump scare at the end. It doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense, and that's the thing. It doesn't. I don't like jump scares for jump scare's sake. I guarantee yeah. you that opening was made before they had one single line on a script. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's <laughs> that, still that was, in the movie. He probably made that the same day he took out his variety. It doesn't matter. Still in the movie. My point is, <laughs> I love it for the ridiculousness of it, and it just ramps it up in each successive movie, and in this one, it's Jason's mask, and the whole thing explodes in the in the opening. Yeah. And so for the sheer stupidity of it, I love that. <laughs> nice. It makes no sense. It doesn't belong, but it's it's okay. 
I, I give it to pass. Okay, so we did the boobs and we did the body count. Yeah. And we add one more name to the list of MIAs. Yep. We should start a whole new right. movie franchise. Uh, there should be a, a spinoff with the people that are still lost in the woods. <laughs> yeah, we call it Lost in the Woods. Yeah. It's Paul from part two, mm-hmm. because what happened to Paul? Yeah. Jenny said it. We don't know. We didn't have an answer. Yep. And, and then maybe Muffin. Maybe. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure if there's a dream sequence in uh, Lost in the Woods movie, yeah. then Muffin can appear in that. Okay. And then they should combine that, like the missing people, right. with like the bigger stars of the franchise. Right. So bring bring Glover back, bring Kevin Bacon right. back, and bring Feldman back. Yeah. That and would be they, interesting. Yeah. This, there's something here. I just, yeah. as we go on, maybe I'll have it more constructed. Right. So you have to stay tuned yeah. for future episodes. So. And of course, if you, I'm sure you, hopefully you have seen the movie at this point, if you're still listening. Yeah. But we're talking about the mom went off. She, because yeah, it was that part where it was weird because she arrived home, but the kids weren't home yet. So she left to go search for them. And she's never seen again in the movie. And yeah. I kept waiting for her. Because like, yeah. that happened in previous movies too, but you would see the body somewhere. Yeah. But you never saw her body. Yeah, at one point it had been so long since I've seen this, I can I always had, for some reason, an image of the mom in the room when Tommy's yeah. killing him. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's odd. Yeah, but there was... A, you kind of mentioned it earlier, there's a deleted scene on the Blu-rays that you have yeah. where it's a different ending and it takes place with uh, Tommy and Trish they're asleep on the couch after everything has happened it's the next day the police arrive and she goes upstairs and the mom is drowned in the bathtub upstairs in the Jarvis house yeah. but I mean that was supposed to and then she wakes up in the hospital so it was yeah. yet another dream sequence yeah because Jason's behind her in yeah. the bathroom now gonna kill her yeah so even though that was shot that's never even ever been an actual part of the script so yeah. the mother is missing she has always been missing, and yeah, she's out there with Paul somewhere. Yeah. Well, I'm putting a challenge to myself for part five that you will be enjoying tomorrow, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Can I find anything I like in this movie that doesn't involve breasts? Because <laughs> I'll talk about it more at the top of the show, yeah. why I think that way. But I'm actually curious if I can find anything else redeeming from Is part five. five your least favorite of the entire series? No. Okay. No, it is not, and I'm not going to reveal yeah, what it is, maybe. but we're getting close. Okay, this is kind of bottom of the barrel, though. It's 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 low, but yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my absolute best <laughs> to go in with a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in with my fists up. I'm going to really try to enjoy this, right. like ten or eleven year old Joey did when he first right. saw it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like part four. It's it's. I think so far this is. Second on my list of movies, and I think it always has been, but I wanted to watch it again because it has been, I think it's been longer since I've seen this one than since I've seen the first three. Yeah. Because I'll start the series every once in a while and I won't always make it to the end because there's a ton of them. But surprised you don't make it through four at least. Yeah. I don't know. Some stuff happens and I just miss it. But I remember this one very fondly and watching it again with you, I think it still lives up to that memory that i have of liking this movie mostly for the characters the kills and the introduction of tommy could have said it better myself i did not chris did so thank you chris sure oh and um we almost forgot favorite kill chris go of favorite one in this movie i'm gonna say 
It's kind of tough because there's some good ones in this one. Yep. I think I am going to go with, although I like the throwing out of the window and the car exploding, basically, but I think my favorite is going to be Jimbo. Because he gets the corkscrew in the hand and the cleaver in the face. I just I really like the yeah. the double tap on that and there was a decent amount of blood on that as well. He got triple tap because he got fucking crucified. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he and he got, he got hung in the in the doorway that Trish wouldn't go past him. <laughs> he got hung in the doorway, but when Jason went by he just ripped him down and there was a close up on his hand as the skin ripped off of his hand on the nail. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Jimbo. You know, they're all good, and this probably isn't going to surprise you now the way I talked about it, but I think I'm going to go with the Rob kill. It's different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I I like the flash of the ones that I picked on the previous installments, but right. I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with Rob. The realism and the, the darkness of it. And yeah, the, but they you, were all good. Yeah, you didn't see so much. They were all good in this one. Yeah, sh- runner-up is the shower, but and your, yours is the second best. Yeah. In my opinion right now, but like, I don't know, that, that one, the Rob one is hard to top. Like I said, yeah. he just got fucked like he literally (laughs) got fucked after he got fucked right like in the most major way and like jimbo he did rob did get the secondary insult to injury because he did get thrown through the window and everything yeah can i add that into it (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, if i'm adding the door stigmata then yeah yeah good stuff good stuff (laughs) and I, i will say that in this one i've been picking like my sympathetic favorite in each movie so far yeah i think i'm gonna have to go with for me uh, it wasn't Trish because, like you said, she was pretty dumb. Um, I think I'm going to go with Sarah, who was the girl that I think you can kind of see a trend with this now with me and yeah. who I kind of gravitate towards in these movies because she was very much like the character of Vicky from Part 2, which was the yeah. girl that had the thing for the guy in the wheelchair. Sarah was the one in this movie who wouldn't go skinny dipping. Um, she was the one that... She was. She had hope in her soul, and she got murdered before she actually got to get with the guy that she wanted to get with. He was kind of a jerk anyway. So she was. Yeah. I wouldn't say she was better off because she got murdered, but <laughs> you know, it was a bad situation, and I felt I felt the most for her. I think. Yeah, she was the wallflower that was almost just kind of there by accident because yeah. she was the tag along. Yeah, and I feel the most sorry for characters yeah. like that. I think so. Sarah was my sympathetic favorite of this movie. All right. I guess that's it. That's the final word on the final chapter. Jerry, <laughs> take us away. All right. Stay tuned. CNJRadio.com. Of course, home of Last Theater on the left. Hope you're enjoying it as we go. Send us some messages on the Facebook. Uh, do you want us to tackle a certain franchise that we haven't thought about? Yeah. Uh, you know, we will take suggestions. We have a bit of an idea where we're going from here, but... There's very specific franchises that I definitely want to do. Yeah. But you know, just shoot us a mm. shoot us a message and just let us know what you think. Rank the Friday films in your yeah. opinion. We'd love to know them. Also, stay tuned. CNJRadio.com, home of my rock and roll show called Rock Strikes Ten. It's always fun. It's always different. Ten songs, no more, no less. Also on CNJRadio.com, I say it as many times as I can. The Synaptic, featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative, completely different than my show. But an enjoyable show nonetheless. Great taste in music, that Randy Brown. Also, Chris also does written movie reviews or blog entries, as if you will, for Last Theater on the Left. Always up to date. Always very cool and readable. And Wrestling House Show, also by Chris. Podcast coming soon there. So stay tuned. CNJRadio.com, all things rock culture. That'll do it for the final chapter. Join us next time tomorrow for the chapter after the final chapter. It will be a new beginning, Chris. It will be a new beginning.
Bye. Hey, how come you turned that off? He thinks that's funny. He thinks that's a funny thing he's doing.